Cawthorn from sunny California, and I listen to STMK Radio 100. Stop the madness. Keep it 100 on Facebook Live. Stop the madness. Keep it 100. The best talk show on the web is here on STMK Radio 100 with your hosts, Sean L., Let, and Tone the Stone. Come join us from 6 to 8 p.m. Mondays through Fridays. Stop the madness. Keep it 100 with live call-ins, heated discussions about current events, politics, national news, weather, and sports. Join our live online chat room and let your opinion show. Download our phone app. Stop the madness. Keep it 100 on STMK Radio 100. Come join us from 6 to 8 p.m. Mondays through Fridays. The best talk show on the web is here on STMK Radio 100. Call us at 1-866-484-7865. That's 1-866-484-STMK. Stop the madness. Keep it 100. You're listening to STMK Radio 100. It's the new NBA year. Down the bottom of the well for Kawhi Leonard. Superstars have new homes and new expectations. Let's go. Basketball is back. NBA Radio is taking you around the league with season previews and exclusive interviews from all 30 teams. Joined now by Steve Kirk. Our guys are having fun and they're loose, and I feel really good about this year. Hear a new NBA Radio season preview show every weeknight at 7 Eastern on Sirius 207, XM86. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees sound crazy the crazy thing is this never ends even when you die your family's now going to be stuck with this burden stop the insanity today call my office now i guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract you'll pay nothing call for your free information kit 800-885-8338 that's 800-885-8338 800-885-8338 the annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon, so we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-246-3290. That's 800-246-3290. 800-246-3290. On the go? Take SiriusXM Urban View with you. Listen on the phone when you get out of the car with the SiriusXM app. 
An exclusive new channel is now on Sirius XM. From 1962 to 1992, he changed television. He could make or break Hollywood careers. And when it ended, he was rarely hurt. Until now. Johnny Carson Channel on now for a limited time only on Sirius XM Channel 105. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. CBS tonight. There's one new drama dozens of critics have two words for. Must watch. Wow. They're calling evil, chilling, classically elegant, and thought-provoking. We want you to help us investigate the unexplained phenomena. I didn't know that was a drama. It is. It's masterful. The show you have to see. The best thing out there this season. So, what are we watching? A new evil. Tonight, only CBS. You're listening to Stop the Madness. Keep it 100 with your host, Sean L. Let and tone the stone on STMK Radio 100. 100. 100. I swear before God, you know what, I'm sorry, I mean, you used the Lord's name in vain, but I just need the chance.
Hey, 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 good evening and welcome to Stop the Madness. Keep it 100. I'm your host, Sean L. Sitting in Studio 51 out of Cleveland, Ohio with the queen of podcast, B. Christina. Uh, somebody got to say it. Hey, Christina, welcome hey. back with us today. How are you? Turn your mic on. Your mic on. Did you cut it on? There you go. Let me hear you again. Hey. There, there you go. Now you ready. What's happening with you? Nothing much, nothing much. I need you to right. Just talk a little louder into your mic so they can hear you, so they won't flash me. Tone the Stone is sitting in Studio Fifty One. What's up, Tone the Stone? What's up, Sean? What's up, B. Christine? What's up, everybody out there listening? You know we got so much to talk about today. I know everybody wanted to see our man Brian Berry, but Brian had a uh, previous engagement and he couldn't be with us tonight, so. We're going to go into free-for-all Thursday and have a real free-for-all and see if Christine's ready to tell us what's going on in the world today. <laughs> you know, uh, Tony Stone, uh, Jay Mack is sick, and he ain't with us. And, uh, you know, this was his thing tonight. So uh, we're going to have to uh, change up a lot of stuff. And, uh, Tony, you know, I was reading some stuff about the impeachment today mm -hmm. uh, when I was sitting in the studio in Lorraine. And we was talking about the show tonight, uh, knowing that we're going to have a long conversation. I want to know what you and Christina think about the impeachment. <clears throat> um, I'm, I still feel the same way I felt from the beginning that, you know, it's all this is like the this is like the um, the entertainment for boring folks. All of these politicians and bureaucrats and, and whatnot. Political theater. Yeah, this is their this is their form of entertainment. Yeah, and but this is some serious stuff here. It's serious, but so even now that they're moving forward with the formal impeachment um, pro process or whatever, you know, or or Nancy Pelosi, she at least, you know, they they move past the inquiry. Um, I just don't really know what effect it's gonna have. Well, we we've been here before, Christina. What you think? Honestly, I feel like, like I said, it's political theater. I pay attention, but I don't. Um, I see that Trump really trying to, like, they really finna make Giuliani take the fall for it, from what I'm seeing. Oh, you really think Giuliani gonna take the fall? See, I don't think nobody take it, like, from what I last I heard, Giuliani, even with all this going on, he's still over in Ukraine doing whatever he called himself, whatever he wanted to do, basically. Yeah. And, and the Trump campaign from what i hear like during this time all this impeachment going on they made more more and more millions of dollars than um than they had previously raised right. so i don't see it's like right now it's not adversely affecting them it's bad it's but you bad know you know of course they don't want the publicity but they, but, but, you know, but, but you know why they're doing that right because you have to understand this tone if trump get impeached the willie sidekick horton theory that a black man could never do nothing better than a white man has officially came to an end. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's because the 44th president did the job better. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why they're fighting impeachment so hard. But you have to understand that the Trump administration is the most corrupt administration we have ever had. Our forefathers seen this. I keep telling y'all that that's why they wrote this up the way they did. Okay. The problem is, is that out of the three presidents that ever been impeached, Andrew Johnson, his was strictly political because uh, he didn't want to go with certain people after uh, the Civil War on slavery to 
keep certain things done. And then he tried to remove some appointees. And they said he couldn't do it because it had to be done with Congress. Okay. So that's the issue of politicalness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clinton, we all know why Clinton got impeached. Which was dumb. He lied on uh, an affair. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually, he lied to a grand jury. So it's not about the affair. So I, I want to go to this because if you notice, Trump never said anything to anybody except Mueller and his thing. And he actually lied to the special investigator under oath. So right then, I think that need to be charges of the impeachment. Lying under oath to the special investigator because that's what they got Clinton for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clinton really was personal, but had he just went in and told the truth, he would have had a problem. And Hillary didn't click care anyway. Okay. As uh, our guy uh, Chris Rock said, Hillary put everybody's life in jeopardy for failure to do her job. Pretty much. Okay. But I don't want to make fun of that, but, you know, everybody <laughs> everybody has to, you know, we got to smile about this because we're in a situation right now, and if you, if you look on social media and people going to social media saying certain things on social media, it, it everybody's picked their sides. You got mm -hmm. the crazies. You got the hardcore Trumpers. Then you got the, the people on right and wrong, okay? Then you got the hardcore liberals, okay, uh, the Bernie or Bus people. And I'm, I'm going to say this is that everybody has a job to do. You got a job to do. B. Christina got a job to do. I got a job to do. Jake Matt got a job to do. And everybody got to pick their principles where they're going to go and stand at. Okay. But when you look at this and you start seeing what's happening here, I don't think a Democrat, if they don't impeach him, can ever come back to the House. Okay. Because if you say you stand for right. And you got put in there to hold him accountable, and that's why the blue wave took him there. Then they have to impeach him, okay? Because if not, I mean, they're, they're doing, doing their, their part. They're doing their part. My question is, when they impeach him, will he step down? No, but you know what? This is what I'm saying about Donald Trump. Bill Clinton was more of a man than Donald Trump was, but Donald Trump is a narcissist, okay? So you have to ask yourself: He's the best at everything. He does everything the best. Nothing is more bigger or more greater. Or I haven't seen him one time as the presidency say, hey, we, we didn't do what, what we thought we was going to do or be humble or anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at the books that I've been reading, and I'm looking at the books that people have been writing about him, and I think he may resign before they impeach him because he don't want that stain. Okay, and, and and what Christina said, uh, you know, will it, will he step down? I think that he 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 might because he don't. He might say he's sick. He may say he's having a heart attack. You remember last what two weeks ago they rushed him to uh, the hospital? Mm -hmm. No, I missed that. Yeah, well, two weeks ago he he did an unexpected visit to the hospital, but for somehow everybody in the press knew about it. Okay, but then they didn't want to tell him why he was there, you know, the big secret mm -hmm. and this or that. So, you know, he's always trying to control the narrative. Okay, but if Nancy Pelosi then outplayed him every step of the way, that's my hero. Yeah, she she playing chess, not checkers. That girl, I'm going to take that back. That woman is Trump's kryptonite. His worst nightmare, a woman with power, and she's willing it down on him like he's never seen before. Mm -hmm. 
and he's going to, as he knows, he's going to be impeached. He's going to be the th only third president of the United States to get impeached. Now, that's going to be with him for the rest of his life, no matter what happens. No matter, even if he gets reelected. But I, I think the people, as I told you before, is going to vote him out and all the Republicans out. I get what you're saying. Like, <clears throat> it'll be a stain on his, on his, um, on his reputation, his time as president. But I think ultimately he doesn't care because I think ultimately while he's in the White House, all he's doing is securing like, his bag. Securing his bag, definitely. Yeah, but, but he, but he's told. A narcissist. Do you understand? He is that's the what greatest that's what narcissist <laughs> of the world. <laughs> that's what I'm getting ready to say. He this just to be in the White House for him was was a power trip because of his, because of the narcissist he is because of the, the his personality. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he had he know, hates Obama. He know he was in the wrong. But he hates Obama. He's trying to he's wipe still Oba hate Obama. Obama. He's trying to wipe Obama off the thing. He said Obama was never good at nothing. Obama couldn't do anything. Obama wasn't impeached. Show sure what and didn't have a stain on him when he was Obama the wasn't House. doing all the stupid Obama stuff never had in of, of all the investigations. Okay, and, and I seen this, and, and I, I want to go back to here for a minute. Let, let, let me go back here for a minute, and uh, I want to bring something up. And I want everybody to remember this because we're going to walk back down memory lane and we're going to go to 2000, was it 2015? Benghazi. Mm -hmm. Remember the Benghazi hearing. Everybody remember that. Because I want to say this. The Republicans, uh, the Democrats are only playing by the Republicans' rules right now. Mm -hmm. And when they get to the Senate, they're going to have to play by the Republicans' rules also. Mm -hmm. The Democrats hasn't changed anything. Uh, Jordan, Trey Gowdy, and all the Republicans, me and all the rest of them, set the rules of the House. But mm -hmm. guess what? They don't like those rules they set in the House because you know what? It don't taste good when somebody's stepping in your face and putting their dirty socks down your mouth and telling you to suck on them and shut up. <laughs> okay, that that don't taste good. And the Republicans, all my Republicans listeners and them understand this. You're getting what you gave before. Mm -hmm. Just like in the Senate, when Harry Reid changed the rules on judges and all that stuff to get Obama's picks in, okay, now Trump is going hard water on it. He put in 107 judges. Okay, this this week alone, they confirmed 10, okay? Trump is trying to stack the court. Mm -hmm. The one thing, but I can say is that the judges that he's been stacking the court with has not been repaying the favor and throwing the cases out. They've been ruling like they're supposed to rule. Now, we're going to find out when it all goes to the Supreme Court about the taxes, okay? But I think the Supreme Court head justices it's going to break with the Republicans and rule that Trump has to give up his taxes and everything else because he's not above the law and he's not a king. So we have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But I want you to go right here, Christina. Christina, I want, to, I want to say this, and I want everybody to understand this. Benghazi was 72 months, zero charges, zero indictments and pleas, zero pension, uh, I mean prison sentences, Hillary Clinton testified for 11 straight hours in the hearing because she had to. Hillary email investigation, endless mm -hmm. of the email investigation, even which cost her the election, which I, 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 I still feel that the American people was wrong because they held, a, they held her to a higher standard nobody wanted to be held to. Okay. Then... Ultimate 
Uranium One investigation from Ukraine, multiple investigations, zero indictments, no findings of any wrongdoing by anybody. And the Benghazi investigation costs $575 million. Okay? That was the Benghazi investigation of 2015 all the way into 2000. Well, 2014, what, 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and we're not even going to talk about Fast and Furious, okay, which was a, something that George Bush started with trafficking weapons, but Obama's president uh, got it foul on him. Now, we're just going to go to the Iran investigation, the Russia investigation. 22 months, 215 charges, 38 indictments and pleas, Five people serving prison right now, okay, and Trump ain't testified zero hours, okay, so he never testified. The Trump Foundation was found guilty and shut down and had to pay millions in fines. The Trump University was found guilty of fraud and was shut down and had to pay millions in fines. And as of March 2019, there are 17 investigations still open for corruption on the president's now. Now, I bring that up for a special reason here because Carmel is really, really good. If everybody remember what Trump said about Hillary Clinton, that if she was elected president, her presidency would be marred in investigations for her four, four years. And look what's happening to him right now. Mm-hmm. So, Christina B., tell us, do you think that Trump's going to be in, uh, impeached one, and do you think the Senate's going to save him? One, I think they will impeach him, but two, I don't think he's going to step down gracefully. So I can't really say. Like, I honestly just think he's just not going to step down. He's going to be like, so? I'm still the president, and I'm still right. going to do my four years. Well, right. well, he doesn't have to step down if he gets impeached because if the Senate – well, I'm, I'm going to say that for a minute. But, yeah, he doesn't have to if, – if, if, the, if, the, if the House impeach him, it goes to the Senate for a, a hearing. Mm-hmm. And then he has to be convicted in the Senate, which is the majority, I think, 63 senators. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's not going to be 22 Republicans going to cross that line just like they didn't for Bill Clinton and they didn't for Andrew Johnson, I don't think they're going to do for Donald Trump. So uh, we got to keep it real. It's, it's actually going to come back to the voters November 3rd, 2020. So you're saying that even when he gets impeached, but not officially, um, the impeachment is not confirmed by the Senate, you're saying he still has he'll be able so so that was the that's what I was hearing not too long ago like it'll be a historical precedence if he actually runs for a second term after being in, impeached. Well, well, he's not the only one. Bill Clinton did the same thing. But yeah. did he? Did he? But Bill Clinton and Bill, did Bill Clinton oh, yeah. won. Yeah. Okay. Nowhere oh, I thought, near okay. half the stuff right. that Trump is doing. doing. Right. Well, see, no. you, you have to look at this, and I'm gonna say this right here. Bill Clinton's uh, when he got impeached, Bill Clinton did one thing Donald Trump's not doing. Bill Clinton went to work for the people, okay? Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton passed a lot of bills. Bill Clinton did a lot of things. He didn't worry about the impeachment, okay? 
Uh, he didn't block anything. Uh, he let he, the Republicans was going to impeach him. He knew the Republicans was going to impeach him. He said his war warm up, and he let them deal with the impeachment. He went to work. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump ain't doing that. Donald Trump is trying to deal with the impeachment on Twitter. He's also, I'm telling you right now, uh, that we're letting him off the hook, but he's in violation of the public record law. Mm-hmm. Okay, because every time he take a tweet, somebody's supposed to be taking that tweet and putting it in the uh, archives. Okay, by federal law. Okay, you look at all the people around him. Uh, his people testify, and this this is what I want everybody to understand uh, while we're talking about this, because this isn't a deep state. If you look at the two reports that came out, one for the inspector general, it debunked the theory that this was a deep state and, and the FBI was out to get him. Uh, the hand-picked lawyer that Barr picked to investigate all this is going to come back and say there's nothing to it. It, it. it wasn't a deep state. Now, he has some critical things he's going to say about the FBI, okay, about procedures and cleanup matters, okay? And I think there is a problem when, you have a lawyer changing affidavits, okay, or leaving stuff out of affidavits, okay? But that happened every day in, in law enforcement, mm-hmm. okay? When we start talking about young black males, if they start looking at those affidavits and, and what's going on with them, probably half the people that's going to jail right now wouldn't be in jail, mm-hmm. okay? So once again, due to our political favor, we're, 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 pick, we're, we're picking here, we're picking there, and we're trying to spice something and say, for everybody to get the ball and spike the ball, okay? But with Donald Trump, the House, once the House impeach him, there's not going, Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch, they call him, mm-hmm. is complicit with him. Okay, so if he's complicit, they're not going to remove him, okay? I'd be very shocked if they do. I'd be very shocked if, if the Senate even try to hold a trial. They're going to have to have a trial, but I'd be very shocked the way they do this trial because if I was the Democrats, I've been telling them they should slow this down and push this through May, June, and July. Then make the Senate have the trial just before uh, the election come mm-hmm. up. Okay, but they want to rush it before Christmas. I understand because I don't care who's running for president. It don't make a difference. You're going to have to go and sit and watch this trial. So if the, all the senators got to go in and sit in there and sit on their hands – then what the Democrats need to do is just let the commercials roll and play what they play and do the Senate because ain't nobody going to be listening to any uh, nominee anyway or mm-hmm. candidate anyway. They're going to be watching the trial. They're going to be looking for the fact is, is Trump actually going to get impeached? Mm-hmm. The last biggest trial we had like this was the OJ trial, okay, where America's stopping right now because America's looking at, we're not going to impeach. We're not going to remove the president. We're going to impeach the president, but we're not going to remove him from office. So when you look at that as happening, that he's not going to be removed from office. Everybody's trying to figure out what senator is going to bite the bullet. And I'm going to say this. There's a lot of senators we may say he's not going to be removed from office that may impeach him. Because what's going to happen when he brings the people there, uh, his chief of staff, Mick Bavaney, then uh, Rudy Giuliani, and then the lawyers, they all refuse to testify in the House. So what's going to happen when 
they have to come to the Senate because this is the Republicans, so they're not going to try to start a Republicans and say we're not going to testify like the, the, the Democrats did. But what happens when they bring them in there and one of them get on the stand and actually say I'm not going to jail like the uh, Ambassador Sutherland did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody expects Sutherland to tell the truth. Okay. But Sutherland said he wasn't going to jail for Trump. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody was telling them that we we have communications and they put it out there, he had to come back and change his, his testimony. Okay, so when you look at that, what's going to happen when Mick Vane to get up there and say, yeah, Trump ordered me to uh, do this? I don't even know why we have the trial because the president said he did it. But that don't mean it. we we in uh, our turn of reality now, as, as uh, his one uh, spokesman said, you know, we can stretch the truth to the American people. It doesn't matter. So basically what they say, I can lie to you and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Either you ain't going to believe it or you're not going to care. You're not going to pay attention anyway. <clears throat> I mean, but his supporters, they don't care. They don't believe nothing that they talking about. I mean, it's blatantly slapping them in the face every right. time. But they don't believe nothing that he's talking about. So it's like when you got a whole group of people like that that just don't care, they want who they want. I honestly think he's going to get back in office and do another four years. Even if they impeach him. Well, I don't think he's going to. Well, well, you know, Tone, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, Tone, because you know where I'm going to go here with this for a minute? Because uh, it's a free-for-all Thursday, Facebook Live, YouTube. Thank you for being with us, Michael Wilkins, in the chat room. And, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but we're not going to join you on that one. Uh, you have to look at this, Tone. I want to ask you this question. So, what you think he gonna do when he gets impeached but not removed? Is he gonna get Bolton to do worse stuff, or is he gonna calm down? He has no chill. Bolton, I thought he got rid of Bolton. Or no, Bolton. I said, is he gonna get emboldened? Oh, emboldened. Oh, okay. Is, is you know because when when the Mueller, when he got smacked on the hand with the Mueller report, the, the next hour he went to the uh, Ukrainian scandal that we're in right right now. Mm-hmm. It's getting him impeached. So you said when he gets impeached but doesn't get removed, is he going to be? Is he going to be? Is his narcissism going to kick in to do even more crazy or dumb, mm-hmm. stupid stuff? Right, because he felt like he possibly, <laughs> possibly. Because but you- I, I, but that's why I think he won't serve a second term, because <clears throat> like he's too much of a um, what's the of a liability to 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 the Republicans, all the people that supposedly or, or who support him or or supposed to have his back. Like he's he's too much of a liability. Well, he's see, causing too much, too much dissension. But I see the Senate gone. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is what I see, and and and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this across the board. And, and I'm talking to my brothers and sisters right now because the black voters. It's gonna be very privileged. Uh, the independents, Bernie or bus people, because I don't see Bernie as being the person to be denominated. So I'm telling all them like we did before. When they was in the chat room with us and they was trolling us and they was mad. And I know every time I say something about Bernie on Facebook or uh, following them through the South and what's going on, people don't want to hear this, okay? So they got to understand. You can't pick your marbles up this time and go home. That's 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 not an option, okay? You're going to have to hold your nose and you're going to have to pull that level for whoever's there, okay? Now, we're going to talk about that in a minute where we see this going on the Democrat side. This is what I see right here. And I tell everybody, 47% of Americans didn't vote because they didn't like Donald Trump and they didn't like Hillary Clinton. 
So the pivot states is going to be Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Okay? And there's only one person that can win those states standing here right now, and that's Joe Biden. Okay? Uh, Budovich has problems uh, because of his sexual preferences. In the South, the preachers and them are not going to get behind him. Okay? Uh, we know from being right here in Cleveland, Ohio, when G Eric Jonathan Brewer ran and the scandal happened with him in uh, in that city, uh, whatever city that was down there, and he got caught again, and they put the video out, and they showed the video before the race. He didn't even get 500 votes, okay? And he didn't get 500 votes because he didn't embrace the LGB community, and he shunned them. And everybody else didn't want to deal with it because black mans have a problem. Uh, I said this when, on, on that race, dealing with gay men. Okay? It's just, it's just natural. That's the way it is. Okay? You look at that, that's what's happening in the race right now. And plus all his uh, Black Lives Matter problems he have in his city over the shootings that he had as mayor. Okay? They just had, uh, and I don't know how this Black Lives Matters uh, white guy in a T-shirt acting a fool grabbing a mic. But they, you know, since the T-shirt said Black Lives Matter, that's where they want to go with it. Hmm. So you look at that, that's going to count him down. Bernie Sanders has a problem, the same problem he has in 2016 when he was running for president. The South, the black preachers and them are not getting behind him also. Because the nominee's coming out of the South, okay? So the question is, is Biden going to pick a black female for his VP or female? That's the question to us. Yeah, that's the question. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say I don't, I don't like Kamala Harris, period. Why so. you don't like Kamala? You know, I'm going to ask you that, Christina B. Is it because of her, her, her stunt as a prosecutor in California or, or, or you didn't like her attitude when she attacked it by? I mean, tell me about it. Well, I looked into a lot of her stuff. I looked into her stint as a prosecutor. I also looked in, I like, I watched all her interviews and stuff like that. Like, I was trying to keep up with her at first. I'm like, oh, we got a black woman running for president. But I also saw that she's not really a black woman. Yeah, she in the body, but she's not. Uh, was it, uh, you know, when she was a prosecutor, she fought to keep black males in jail past their time. Mm -hmm. And see, this is what I told everybody, uh, even on that issue right there. This is what I told everybody before, because we tied the crime bill around Hillary Clinton's neck like an anchor. Okay. And Hillary Clinton wasn't responsible for the crime bill. But I told everybody this year with Biden running, they was not going to be able to do the same thing to Biden, tie that that mm -hmm. crime bill around his neck because the black mayors in the cities across America due to the drug war and the Jamaicans coming in and making the cities very violent and then the Crips and the blood shooting and killing everybody else, they came to Biden and asked Biden to sponsor this bill. The black caucus came to Biden and asked Biden to... Clinton? No, Biden. Okay? Because Biden is the one who sponsored the bill. Okay? See, this, it worked in two parts. 
Biden as being a senator sponsored the bill and wrote the bill. But he didn't make the bill. The Black Caucus, uh, caucus uh, made the bill. Mm-hmm. The black mayors across the city at the time, here in Cleveland, was Mayor White, across Atlanta and all the other cities, mm-hmm. came to him and asked for this bill. They wanted this bill for three reasons, and I'm going to break the three reasons down to you. One, they wanted to put more police officers on the street to fight crime. Two, they wanted the drug money that was coming with this bill to fight addictions and stuff like that. Three, they asked for the three strikes, you're out clause, to take violent offenders off of the streets and out of the communities, okay? This was our people asking for this, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, everybody knew where this was going to go to. Because in Cal- I mean, in New York, they had stop and frisk. In California, they started the three strikes you out, which you know about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Biden wasn't going to actually do the bill, but he, he spoke up for the bill. He wrote the bill, and he championed the bill, and he came all out bill, and then they went to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton passed the bill. Now, Hillary Clinton did the same thing that I expect my wife to do if I'm on it on the air, like when I get ready to run for president of the National Black uh, Retired African Police Officer Association, if I say something, I expect her to be gab my back and come out and speak about it, okay? Now, she chose some words that she shouldn't have used at the time, but you have to remember at the time, Jamaicans was cutting people's heads off, okay? And the problem is people wasn't saying Jamaican, they were saying black, okay? So when she said predators and stuff like that, Okay, they held her to that, okay? Because mm, I know I did. Now, look what happened when this bill came. Mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. And it became mass incarceration because guess where they was doing all the enforcement at? In the black, black neighborhoods. neighborhoods. Mama had money in in the suburbs. If Junior got arrested to get Junior a lawyer, the plea bargain down, he got a problem, I need to go to rehab. Uh, give me probation so I can get myself together. Mm-hmm. The young black males didn't have that, okay? So it, it wrinkled down on them. But the problem here was Bernie Sanders voted for that bill. Bernie Sanders won't own up to voting for that bill. And Bernie Sanders haven't been there since walking with Martin Luther King. So when you go into this, Bernie says, I only voted for the bill because it was the AR-15 ban, Okay and the violence against women. So in order to get those two things that I like and I told you I was going to support and push forward, I threw black males up under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because he knew voting yes on that bill, black males was going to be the ones that have to pay the cost. And all the rest of them, okay? I'm not justifying the bill, but I'm just telling you how it is, okay? So when you come into a, a thing where I come to you and I say, Tone, I want you to do this for me. Now, 10 years, 20 years later, we see the results of what what we wanted. But back then, we didn't care, okay? Just like right now. Don't nobody care what's going on with Trump, especially the the white supporters and all them, okay? Because they haven't been damaged yet by it yet. The farmers, he's bailing them out. What's going to happen when they can't get bailed out, okay? Uh, He just cut 700,000 people off of food snaps. Okay, we all know 
that there are more white people in the southern states, West Virginia, and going down Kentucky mm-hmm. that's on food stamps, okay? They're getting ready to lose their, their, their food, okay? They're going to be hurt, okay? The same people that support them and cut their cut they hand off, now they're going to have to answer the question. They're, they're going to be the ones that's cut off, okay? The housing crisis. It didn't hurt black people that much because we, we really don't own houses or we already lost everything, okay? Mm-hmm. And we at the bottom of the totem pole, okay? But it hurts the people at the top of the totem pole, okay? So that's what's happening with the crime bill. They can let all the criminals out now, but the problem is what are you letting them out to? Mm-hmm. Why are you flooding our community now with violent criminals? And I got to say this, Tom. You see the little kids running around in Euclid, robbing the elderly people with guns, mm-hmm. beating them up. They ain't beating up old white people. Them boys can't be no older than 12, 13, 14 years old. Their faces all over social media. Okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be sending somebody's jail cell next. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the boy down in uh, what is that uh Tennessee or whatever that was Kentucky that killed the the no it was Memphis killed the country singer. They just escaped from jail, okay, and they're they're running around, okay, 14, 15, 16, 17. If we're not training our kids, what's going to happen with them? Because if we put them in the system, they ain't going to learn nothing there. Mm-mm. They're going to come out more violent. I keep telling everybody the crime bill is coming back, okay? Oh, yeah. And heroin it, running rampant in the city. Right. Not just heroin. You got uh, meth that's disguised as... Uh, fentanyl, fentanyl. You got fentanyl, but you got uh low grade meth, black tar heroin, being used or disguised as Molly. Right. So all these people run around here thinking they popping Molly. They're actually popping meth, a low grade crystal meth that they made it in the lab, but it ain't good enough for them to sell as crystal meth. Right. And then you look at the people. Uh, that's posting the videos, did you see the naked woman running around Longwood? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, that was wet. Then you see you see the guy up in, in East Cleveland. Okay? Mm-hmm. People don't understand what is being flooded into our communities and what's happening when they flood this stuff into our communities because nobody's checking, nobody's no longer checking the ship no more, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, our police officers are so scared to get out the car or 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 to, to get an investigation going or to do something that they just letting it go. Okay? You you look at our community right now, I tell this to to the guys, and you know the guy when we had that meeting, uh Cleveland Rise, the group we was in. Mm-hmm. You remember that Saturday we sat there and we had that meeting and we went right down the rip. If you're not going to go out on the corner and stop this, somebody has to. Okay? But nobody's doing it, so now it's wide open. Okay, our elderly, uh, the buildings in Euclid. Who who who's going to help those people? They, they there's no security. Mm-mm. They're walking the buildings like wild packs. Okay, I won't call them animals. But I will packs. also say this though, that's a lot of their grandkids they failed to raise. Well, I understand that. Not only is grandkids they failed to raise, but it's it's it's, it's a group. Of young now, I could say if if they was twenty, thirty year old, you know, 
they know better. They're doing this, and they, you know, but these are 10, children, right? 10, 15, 13, 12 year old kids. If they're starting this at that age and nobody's checking them, what's going to happen? Because they, they got this old guy and got his check. That's that's a hundred something dollars, 500 something dollars. $500 to a, a 10-year-old or 11-year-old, it's like a million dollars. That's a bank. <laughs> okay? I'm serious. Think about it. That's, yeah. that's a million dollars. Now, if we got that score that good and ain't nobody saying that, nobody doing nothing, what's going to happen more in the next score? I mean, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to catch those little dudes. You said their faces all over the but, social right. media. So. You might and get one. When Euclid police, y'all pull everybody over. Y'all do. Why are y'all not going to get these little boys? Because you know why? Because they don't want... You, and when I mean you, they don't want the community and everybody talking about the racial problem they have, like with Amiot and all that. I don't think no, that would no, be the case. That wouldn't be little, the case if they these... actually out there doing well, well, see, something. We got to tell our police that. Because, like because when that's... that man got, when he did all that in East Cleveland, I put up on my page, I'm like, don't expect me to march. I'm not doing nothing because that, that man go. got exactly what he was supposed to get right and there you go and, and that's what i'm talking about right there when you come out and support and show the people the support and tell your elected officials we're not going to have this because right now i put out something and, and i talked to black lives matter and the rest of them okay when they beat that old man down in that bill black lives matters black on black crime and everybody else should have been standing at that building uh-huh having a fit telling the euclid police and the mayor and all them we're not gonna have this somebody somebody know those little dudes they uh -huh, aunties they uh -huh. somebody know them. well we like, know they know them we right. know they know them. well i would say this though and i because i did a little stint out in euclid living out there and i said i would never ever live out in euclid again you can say what you want about the city of cleveland i never got robbed nothing ever got broken into nothing in all my years of living in cleveland but the despair like yeah Euclid look nice but where most black people live they collect checks once a month they right. don't go to work when I was staying out like there Willow Arms. Home, yeah when I was staying out there in Willow Arms Park it was Gardens. me and two three other people that actually went to work every day see when you look at Willow, everybody else was sitting on their butts collecting like a check, check once a month right. and they was watching us go to work who went to and, work and come every get day. your shit yeah and that's exactly what they was doing but, and i said i don't feel safe i'm not staying right. here because you have to look at this in euclid euclid was a retirement town willow arms was one of the plushest places to mm -hmm. live and my mom owned a condo on the back side because they had condos mixed with apartments mm -hmm. back over there okay but as the time changes over and everything else, when uh, what happened, because they tore down half of Parkline Gardens, when, as usual, when you bring one part of a poor person into that section or a section they come to that section, instead of us embracing them and trying to bring them into the fold and treat them the way they're supposed to be treated and help them live the way they're supposed to live, we pack up and we run. And then the apartment building needs the money, okay, because money runs everything. So mm -hmm. guess what they do? They just start taking anybody. Look at all the apartment buildings, the high rises mm -hmm. going down Lakeshore Boulevard, mm -hmm. okay? Those was plush apartments. They was $1,500, $1,200 a month apartments. But as people moved in, they moved a young person in, okay? Then they was like, I want to live with no young person. 
So they instead of embracing that young person, talking to him, helping him out, and he's working it and teaching them, okay, hey, you want good things in life and bringing them up through the thing, they run. Mm-hmm. Then the building get all Section 8 people in there. Mm-hmm. Who knows how to take care of a apartment building Section 8? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being true. No, truthful. that's real. That's okay. being real. Because your kids ain't when you your kids throw something down on the ground. If if you're a homeowner or or you're around homeowners, okay, and somebody throw trash or bottle out of food out, you just don't let it sit there. You go out there, sweep it up, and pick it up. You don't like to. You talk about it, okay? But you get out there and you do, do it. it. When your neighbor working, if I see Junior in the neighbor's yard. Knowing Junior ain't supposed to be in the neighbor yard because little nigga up something something he ain't supposed uh-huh. to be doing. Junior, get out the yard and stay out of Miss So and So yard. Uh huh. Okay. That stop the stuff. When I come down on the corner and the drug boy stand on the corner, I'll come down there and stand with him. Okay. Hey man, why don't y'all give me my respect? Why don't y'all you know? They don't want that. Okay. That old man crazy. They'll move on. I will say, as coming up when I was coming up on Huff certain stuff was done in certain areas of the neighborhood like we also had something back then that most kids don't have now we had rec centers everywhere well, well you had Thurgood Marshall and had, then you had, had, you had the playground we had you had the playground Salvation there Army. right because see I didn't stay on the Thurgood end I okay. stayed on the Salvation Army end so we had everything we could want we had the Salvation Army we had Fatima Family Center you know, we had Lexington Bell. So we had stuff that we could go do to keep us occupied versus beating up on old people or sna- robbing old people. Like, you very seldomly heard that because we knew, everybody knew who we belonged to, who we were, and we were more afraid that, okay, somebody going to tell my mama, my mama going to whoop my butt. Right. So I think the problem out in Euclid is not the fact that it's Section 8, not the fact that, you know, the stuff is happening. Those women who are mothers either A, are not there because they're working or they're sitting on their bus and just not caring. Right, and, and, and the kids are suffering. Exactly. And, and I agree with that because I, I try to tell everybody when the city of Cleveland closed down the projects, that was like a, a locust wave coming into our neighborhoods and our and, and our communities, mm-hmm. and, and and the problem was it wasn't the fact that they closed down the projects and integrated low income people into the the housing area and stuff. It was the fact that they shut down residency and allowed everybody just to pick up and leave these people where they put them at. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they were money makers. Okay, and what I be by money makers was. I'm going to make all the money I can off of you. Then I'm going to mortgage the house out three, four times. And then I'm going to walk away from the house and leave this person with Section 8. Okay. Now, when I when they did that, the person in Section 8 couldn't take care of their home. Okay. One, they didn't have the money to. Two, sometimes they didn't have the knowledge or, or, or the educational training. Mm-hmm. Okay. That affected the guy that worked the fort. Okay, mm-hmm. because her boyfriend broke in his house. Mm-hmm. Now his wife and kids don't feel safe. Okay, so they leave the neighborhood. Okay, that's why we have so many abandoned houses around here right now because uh, everybody mortgaged out the house. My mother dead, 
I'm going to mortgage out the house is paid for. I'm going to make all this money off of it. And guess what? Then I'm going to walk away and leave it to the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay? The bank can't do nothing with it, so they tear it down. Look at Wickliffe, Willoughby, mm-hmm. Willoughby Hills. Richmond. Richmond. Euclid. Euclid. All the suburbs is, is catching the same problem Cleveland caught, but first it started Cleveland East Side. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now you look at Cleveland East Side. Garfield. There's no homeowners, scattered homeowners. And and if you find a white person owning a home on the Cleveland East Side, you're you're lucky. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. you're lucky. On, on this section that we're in right now, when I first got into that section, I was the only white. I mean, the only black person. Everybody was white. Now we only got two old white couples, and they only here because they invested everything here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their kids are gone, or, or and they can't afford no more going away, so they got to stay with us. Okay, I stayed because I invested in the neighborhood. Okay, and where's there to go? Belford, we got the same problem. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Rockside Apartments, plush apartments, now look like Longwood Housing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you look at out in, uh, uh, what's that, uh, Willoughby Hills. Okay. All that little section right there uh, where the homeowners was. And then when you come down uh, in Richmond, all those apartments right there was mm-hmm. plush apartments. It's the same problem everywhere. And my mother actually lives in one of those so-called plush apartments, and they shouldn't still be charging the amount of rent that they charge. But they are, because you know why? Because it's Richmond. Right. They're, they're, they're still robbing people, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you got the school system, okay? So when you come into the school system, Okay, them kids ain't used to that because guess what? All the white kids are now being taken out of the school system or mm-hmm. going to private school, mm-hmm. not charter school, private school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now they taking money, giving the money to the to the parents for putting them in private school. See, before mm-hmm. you couldn't get money like that, and charter schools, they just robbing the school system. So when when you look at that area right there, and you look what's going on with our kids, and you look at what's going on with Euclid. I see that a change has to come. So what I'm saying is going to happen with Trump and the rest of all that is that come November 3rd, the people going to come out and have their say-so. Okay? And when they do come out and have their say-so, they're going to vote out all the Republicans. They're going to vote out Trump and bring some stability back and hopefully some accountability to our elected officials to let them know that, we're not going to take this no more. I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter. I don't care about if you protest and I don't care if you walk in because we may not have the same philosophy. We may not have the same goal, but we're going to the same place. Okay? And if you're Black Lives Matter and you live in Euclid or you live in Cleveland, well, guess what? You you are, you are an activist, but guess what? You, you're in an area where you don't mind your police department coming in 30 seconds or less. Okay, you're not in Cleveland where where the craziness is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, you see your kids out there acting crazy, and I want to see just how long that's going to continue in Euclid before somebody shut the door. But I see something's going to turn violent. Okay, because I don't think those kids got guns. I see them doing the same thing they're doing. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't think so. I think I think those kids running around with pellet guns, like they was over on Puritus. Mm-hmm. robbing people on periodists and stuff with pellet guns. Okay. Now, the problem is going to come is 
if they do have guns, they will end up killing somebody. And then we ain't going to have to worry about them, okay, because they're going to take care of themselves. Or they're going. somebody's going to end up killing them, mm-hmm. okay? And God forbid a white police officer kill one of them because we're going to go back through that all over again. But again, like I say, and this is my whole thing, um, Again, if your child is out there committing a crime, whether it be a toy gun or not, you know what I'm saying? If that gun looks like a real gun and your child is out there robbing people like that, like, why don't you know where your child is? And what, that's the whole problem. I don't think nobody is really paying attention. Ain't nobody man in the house. Like, they not I, – I, a friend of mine – uh, Connie's son, he's a rapper in the city. Um, he said a long time ago, he like, y'all women are too busy worried about what your man doing and not worried about what your child is doing. Right. And, and, and these and kids supposed is, to be in school. Exactly. Why We see it now, like, why is it? Because, okay, we talked about how the schools was closing. All them kids ain't in charter schools. All them kids ain't in Catholic schools. Right. Why is these kids not in school? And why are they in public school? But wait a minute, you know what? Hold, hold, hold that thought for one minute right there. Hold that thought. We're going to go pay some bills, and we're going to be right back. What's up, y'all? I'm Sharita Cherry from High Atlanta. And to all my hairstylists out there, I listen to STMK Radio 100. In High Atlanta, we listen to STMK Radio 100. California, we listen to STMK Radio 100. This is Tassie Hawthorne from sunny California, and I listen to STMK Radio 100. Stop the madness. Keep it 100 on Facebook Live. This is Christina in Savannah. I listen to STMK Radio 100 on my way home from work every Thursday. They keep it 100.
The House Intelligence Committee's findings will serve as the foundation for debating whether to remove the president from office. It makes the case that he misused his power through wrongdoing toward Ukraine, putting his personal political interests above the national interest in pushing Ukraine to investigate a political rival and that obstructed Congress's investigation. Before the release, Republicans defended the president by saying he never intended to pressure Ukraine when he asked for a favor. He's been blasting the impeachment push while in London for a NATO summit, saying this morning Democrats are just wasting their time. These people are deranged. Sagar Magani, Washington. California Senator Kamala Harris ends her bid for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. In a note to supporters, Harris writes that after taking stock of her situation over the last few days, she had come to, quote, one of the hardest decisions in my life. Harris says her campaign doesn't have the money to continue. The President Trump has been meeting one-on-one -on -one with a number of NATO leaders, including a testy gathering with French President Emmanuel Macron after calling Macron's remark on NATO suffering from brain death nasty. The French leader did not back down from his assessment. I know that my, my statements created some reactions and shake a little bit. A lot of people, I, I, I do stand by Trump sent Wall Street tumbling with his earlier remark about reaching a trade agreement with China. In some ways... I like the idea of waiting till after the election for the China deal. But they want to make a deal now, and we'll see whether or not the deal's going to be right. It's got to be right. Heading into the last hour of trading, the Dow is down 339, while the Nasdaq has dropped 74, and the S&P has lost 28. This is AP News. A second high school shooting in as many days in Wisconsin. Oshkosh Police Chief Dean Smith says a resources officer was meeting this morning with a student at Oshkosh West High School. It was determined that there was an altercation at the SRO's office between the officer and a 16-year-old student. Initial reports saw that the student produced a weapon and stabbed the officer, at which time the officer fired on the student, striking the student one time. Smith says both the officer and the student are being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Yesterday, a 17-year-old student at Waukesha South High School was wounded by a police officer after pointing a handgun at officers. Harvard University's graduate students are on strike after failing to reach a labor contract with the school's administration. A union representing the graduate students began picketing today after more than a year of negotiations over pay, health care, and workplace protections. I'm Tim McGuire, AP News. Back up in the club, black wood, got the whole club rocking like wood. When the king in the zone, ain't nobody going home. Half every lady singing my song.
Somebody got to say it. What up? What up? And we got Tone the Stone in the house, crying like a baby, sniffling like he's all over the place. What's up, everybody? Don't pay Chanel no mind. I'm just a little under the weather. That's all. A little under the weather, man. You know, so much was going on in the chat room. They are off the hook. You know, we're not going to venture into that until next week. We may venture off into that. I don't even know. I'm going to just leave that one alone right there. But Michael Wilkins and uh, I mean Russell Wilkins and Michael uh, Anderson is is really going in, and I want y'all to know we we see y'all going in, but we're not gonna talk about it. You can send us emails and stuff, and uh, we might respond to that. But you know, as we were saying about the uh, what's going on with the impeachment and in the city of Euclid with the young males running around robbing the old people and everything, this is what I see uh, is about to happen. I'm gonna say this to everybody is that Trump is going to get voted out of office by the people November the 3rd, 2020. I see that happening. I see the Senate will, uh, I don't think, we all think the Senate won't remove him, okay? I would love to see the senators do their job uh, that they were sitting there over party. I'm not going to say that's going to happen. I'm not going to expect that to happen, but I do know as being the person I am, that right will went out and Lady Justice will serve her her turn. And I say that about everything. And, and Russell, uh, Michael Wilkins, uh, and uh, Russell Wilkins, I mean, Russell Wilkins and, and uh, Michael Anderson, I'm going to say that to you in the chat room. Lady Justice will serve out her turn. Uh, what y'all talking about? So don't, don't worry about that. Uh, it's going to happen. For the young man's in Euclid, uh, the 12, 13, 11-year-old, 10-year-olds running around uh, beating up on the old people and robbing them, the city of Euclid has to stop that. Mm-hmm. We have to come out, uh, people, and I'm going to say this. We have to come out, and we have to take a stance. And that's going to take us right to right where I want to go right here because everybody's saying the Facebook hoax, but sex trafficking it's serious. Mm-hmm. All the people in Atlanta, California, here in Cleveland. Cleveland, young black males, the oldest is 13. No, Siri, thank you talking about. Oh, Siri's <laughs> just jumped on the thing. Siri's talking, talking to us. Uh, uh, the oldest 13, okay, in uh, Nashville. This is serious. Now, I don't know if this is a hoax or not. Everybody talking about the white vans coming around Cleveland, okay? But we need to be vigilant, and we need to be watching Keep out what's going on. your head on a swivel, because one thing's, for so, one thing's for sure, two things for certain, it's not a hoax. What they did was try to stop mass panic. But what they did was also alert a lot of people. Like, my mother, 
used to walk up and down 105 every morning, early morning, to make sure somebody was outside with these babies. Right. You really don't know unless you're out that time of morning how many kids are really truly out by themselves and the little kids you know what i'm saying like they're little like you wouldn't expect these kids to be walking nowhere in the dark by themselves right right well well, on on that note before you go any further so do you think that we need to go uh what's that council daylight savings time i honestly think that should be what difference would that make because the kids would be out during walking during daylight daylight versus being out at seven o'clock in the, in the morning, morning and it's still and, dark and, and, outside. and then coming home in the dark no i don't think that i mean maybe that hour makes that much of a difference i don't know I, I just think that i don't care hours. if it's day or night like i don't like you know little kids walking the streets by themselves i know i had to do it when i was a kid but um it wasn't <clears> as bad when we was coming up it's not it i think it's it, it's always these predators and these these perverts out there but so, they're no. not as bad. Because, see, now you got more than just these creeps and predators and perverts. You got, like, when they do these busts, these is doctors, nurses, And, and, and teachers, they taking they taking a, a lot of lot of black females is missing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't even imagine or remember how, how many females is missing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, in my day. Uh, maybe have one or two. Right, you know, uh, right. Look at the look at the serial killer, the the the, the black serial killer that just look came out. That, all of those women were missing 20, 30 years ago. Like, it's always been going on. This but is but, not you, but when you look at this, not as to a higher level. Is right, it, like, uh, a lot of it may be one, maybe that. one missing. Right, maybe one was yeah. missing, maybe two missing, but not no twenty, twenty five. I disagree. Like everywhere I just think, you look. I just it's think it's a young girl missing. All of them ain't running away. And I think that's all that's been going on for a long time. Um, well, yeah, social media and and the way the media is, you, you it have just to, shines a brighter it spotlight, shines on, a it, spotlight but, on it. It uh, shines more of a spotlight on it. But like, if you like, I was a frequent shopper of Walmart. I'm still a frequent shopper of Walmart. But the one in Severance, when you walked into that Walmart in Severance, they had a whole board full of missing right, children. Right. And these were missing young black girls. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It's Just maybe what? I want to say maybe 15, 16 years ago when they had white vans picking young girls up from Tower City and then taking them to Detroit. Right. And they wasn't coming home unless they fought their way to get home. Right. And, and we, you had that uh, young lady uh Missing overseas, you know the young yeah. girl went went on uh, the trip. Yeah, Natalie, and they Natalie I think her name yeah, was. Yeah, they never oh, yeah. found her, and yeah. they charged her. They tried to charge her friends with her disappearance. Right. Like this stuff is really happening out here. Like my best friend just the other day, because her husband just basically told her like, "Oh, you just paranoid, you know." You... No, she rode up on a white van sitting there, facing the kids. School letting out. It ain't nothing but kids in the area. But is this because let, let me let me ask this question? Uh, because you know everybody's talking about the white vans with locks on there and stuff like that. But is it because we're talking about it? Everybody's seeing the white vans, or is it actually white vans all over the place? A little of both. I never heard about it until until <clears throat> you brought it up, and then I saw something on in the news earlier. Um, about the, about the about it being a hoax and about there being the widespread panic. Right, I've heard of like 
the the rapist vans. I've heard of that. Like they, but it, that's the same yeah, thing. It's never been like you know that, like these white vans. It's been like those old. Um, Econo vans or something like that. Oh, like, like the old, those have always had a hey, suspicious. Those, those, hey, hey, those was bad vans back then. No, wait, I'm, gonna have to take, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to. But stop they've always there, had a. They've always had a. No. a they've always been associated with perverts and rapists and no, kidnappers no, no, and serial those, killers. Hey, though nah, back in the day, those vans was 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 was. The, was <laughs> hey, everybody old wanted old one of those vans that back in the day. <laughs> One of those kind of line vans now, with, as with a the young stereo. Girl, I wouldn't get in the van with boys. That's my point. That's my point. Girls refer sense, to them as rapist vans because they know if they get into one of those vans with any group of guys, it's not going. It's, it's going not. Down. It's like, not a good yeah, scenario for be, them. Yeah, at right. all, unless that's just what they chose. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, a lot of girls chose that. They wanted that. But when you have, like, when I when we used to go to school. They didn't have white vans, but they'd be in a station wagon or some shit like that. And asking kids, well, what time is it? And when you go like, oh, it's this time. You, he pulled his newspaper down. He's jacking off. And this is what we used to see on the way to school in the morning until we start telling the security guards and security guards start, you know, watching or whatever. But now this is 20 years later. Right. It's changed. We have social media now, so you're able to see more of what's really going on and what the news is not going to show you. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a widespread panic. I see it as get on your feet and do your job as a parent. Or just as a person, period. Just yeah. be, well, be you diligent. Out, like, yeah, you, you see know. these kids outside and you see a man watching. They literally have these vans parked everywhere. And most people weren't paying them attention because you think, oh, this is a worker van. I've never right. really noticed them, to tell you the truth. Because you know, I, I never see, I haven't seen one yet. I've been looking for them. <laughs> That's <laughs> because now they're on alert. You, but you Think know, about it, because now they're tra- They're changing the colors well, of the van. Wait a but mm. you, know, you know, I'm going to say this because I remember when I was patrolling on the streets, and the dispatcher would, would, would say uh, a black Camaro just robbed or just did something. And I know in my mind, I seen 100 black Camaros because uh-huh. every. I just started looking for black Camaros and seeing black Camaros and looking at the plates. So, so I understand if somebody say white vans out here kidnapping people, then, then not, the it's not saying all white vans are out here kidnapping people. It's just saying, keep a watchful eye out. Look for them in suspicious places like yeah, at the school like yard. Yeah, like at school or, yard, sitting okay. across the street from a bus stop. But on like, social media, they got 20,000 pictures of, of the van. You got one dude who even walked up to the van. Why is your... Windows as black as this this logo. Right. You know, and then, like, when they got one of the vans in Atlanta, because, you know, Atlanta is really popping right now. Right, for sex, we're, trafficking. We're, we're sex trafficking, right. The When they opened the van door, like, all the stuff that was inside the van where it disables your cell phone, you know, it scrambles the signal, stuff like that, so you can't call for anybody. And you can't get out. And can't nobody see you. And once that door is closed, that's a wrap. Well, they, they scram your cell phone because, you know, everybody doesn't understand this. Your cell phone could be tracked. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And then it hitting the tower. So if I was a, uh investigator and they tell me Tone got his phone, I'm going to go see where the last Tone last phone was and where, uh-huh. where what towers it hit now it go. Uh-huh. That's how – what everybody don't understand is uh, – especially for all you social media gurus and the group to put the pictures up standing on the police cars and everything. All I have to do 
as a law enforcement officer, I can go on Facebook and I can get everybody's pages. All I got to do is know your address. Mm-hmm. Not your IP address, your address. So I can go and say uh, 1759 Wayside, and I get everybody's Facebook page at that address. Okay? So that's how they get get you all you little cooties and everybody, because you put everything on social mm-hmm. media, okay? So when I get Tone, now I'm going in Tone's friend list because Tone got all y'all pictured up, y'all smoking your blunts. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We'll find out who robbed the gas station, what your name is, and then we'll know where you live at. And then mm-hmm. we'll know. You'll never know that. Okay? Uh, cell phones. If we got your cell phone number, we can track your cell phone. Mm-hmm. There's been many of fugitives that was calling their wives and everybody. We tracked them on cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Atlanta News was a big thing about they just arrested 20 people for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And that was just now. But the big bust that they did, it was like 400-some-odd people. And a lot of these people that they busted were people that we actually trust, doctors, nurses, police officers, you know, and not to say nothing against you, but a lot of the time when you're, because they say you, it ranges from like 5000 a person to like 10000 a person. And if you in debt, or got mouths to feed and kids to take care of, you ain't too much caring because the average person nowadays don't really care about nobody but themselves or their inner circle of people. Well, you have yeah, to, you right. still got to be a black-hearted person to, to willingly like send somebody off into slavery. But, but you know what? You know, Tom, I'm going to say this right now. When, when people start doing crazy stuff like that, just like in our days, uh, pimps used to go to the Greyhound and get the runaways, okay? It's not that it's just that they're they're not thinking properly on on the thing. They're looking at money. Mm-hmm. They're looking at at prestige. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arab men buy young girls, uh-huh. especially young white girls. Okay, not too much black girls, but young white girls and stuff. And that's why when these young girls go overseas and stuff, that's why they become up missing, and be gone. Nobody can find treasure because mm-hmm. the Arabs grab them. And sell them, especially if they're virgins, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody thinks this is a joke, and everybody thinks that nah, this is this not is this real not, life. This is real life. And we have to teach our kids that, okay? Uh, you look at in Atlanta and, and, and all those places with the young girls. We have to make our young girls vigilant. Mm-hmm. But us as men have to get out there and start protecting them. Exactly. We got to be standing on the corner, okay? There's no reason that that young girl should have been uh, uh Defree should have been snatched off the bus. Exactly. Okay. First of all, she shouldn't have been on a bus by herself that time oh, in the morning and everything. Secondly, she should have never been off the bus by herself walking around on 93rd. Okay. If she had those issues as they said she had, I still at a certain point blame the parents because why didn't y'all have all this stuff documented and because I know for a fact most special need kids get buses to their house. Right. I have a special needs nephew. The bus comes to my sister's door. But she shouldn't have been out there at that time by herself, yeah, period. period. Because I'm, I'm looking at this, and, and this is where I, I, I fought us. Because on that bus, somebody got on the bus with that little girl. No, she got on the bus by herself. Mm-hmm. So are they going, how are they going to let her get off the bus with a man? Mm-hmm. They got on the bus after her, okay. 
somewhere at that point in time, we got to stand up. The bus driver should mm-hmm. should have recognized he picking his girl up every morning. She by herself on the bus. Now she getting off the bus with somebody. With a grown okay, man. With a grown man walking down the street. Okay. Uh, nobody said nothing. Okay. That's the problem. Especially in the area on 93rd where over 9, 10, 15 women have been killed and dumped in the fields like mm-hmm. cattle. We we did so many shows. We did the 93rd uh, rally uh, over there. Uh, I spoke at the rally. We did so many shows. We had the families on the show. We had the families on the air with us, uh, Denise Serena and all them. There's no way that this should have happened, mm-hmm. okay, with all those killings. This baby shouldn't have been, one, left by herself, two, let alone taken off the bus like that. Mm-hmm. And nobody says nothing. Here go a baby walking off the bus down the street with a man, and nobody says nothing. Everybody's like, it's it's okay. Okay? Forget cameras. Cameras can't do everything. Mm-mm. Okay? It's good that we went and got them, but maybe somebody would stood up and said, hey, don't care. Where you going? Maybe if somebody would went up and just grabbed her hand, he would like, I don't know where she at. I don't know what you do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and walked away, and, and she'd still be with us right now. Okay? Uh, Look at all the domestic violence going on. We just they just found a girl dead over there on ninety third. Okay, nobody's saying nothing. Think about so well when when all them women were killed. Nobody's saying nothing. When when is the community gonna start speaking out? Well, that's for one because, and I was just gonna say we got to get the village back together. The village fell apart long before we even came into the into the world. Right. Um, because. A lot of things happened in the village that was not supposed to happen in the village. But we lost that village principle of we got to look out for each other. We don't do that at all anymore. Everybody's basically <coughs> like, it ain't my kid or it ain't my problem. Like I posted up a post on uh, Facebook the other day and it was basically asking, if you see a, you walk past and you see a dude, pounding the girl's head in what you gonna do as a man you gonna call the police you gonna help or you gonna walk back i'm gonna get involved we, we just going to throw down yeah see see the difference between me and where i was coming back from when i was raised up if i see somebody picking on somebody we just gonna throw down mm-hmm. okay me and that person gonna whoop the hell out of you okay or me and you gonna fight mm-hmm. okay but i'm not gonna let you whoop on a woman and just drag her around. I'm not going to let you beat some little kid up. I never was like that, even in school, okay, uh, letting a bully uh, beat on somebody, okay? And that's the problem. We got to step up. We have to make that choice that we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get Cassandra McDonald from the NAACP in it, because uh, I try to get uh, Angela Davis in from Cleveland Black Lives Matter. Remember, she was supposed to come and sit in the studio with it. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a lot of questions I wanted to ask her. Okay, why is it that I only see you when uh, a white police officer does something in our community? Mm-hmm. Right. Pe- people ask that question, and that's a conversation that we have to have. And it actually takes away their validation, so to speak. Well, it does. It's like, if Black Lives Matter, it should matter Every time somebody gets killed. There you go. Not just, oh, when a white man does it or when a police officer does it. What about when Ray Ray killed Pookie? 
we know Ray Ray gonna go to jail for it, but why are we not standing up saying enough is enough? Like, I don't believe in the black-on-black crime term because you kill where you live. So I don't, oh, that's black-on-black crime. No, that's just crime. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, when are we gonna stand up and say, okay, black lives matter. Why are y'all not out there when you know, that the man in East Cleveland beating up that woman like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he got his just due. But at the end of the day, it's like somebody should have been out there tackling that big dude because he didn't have, well, he did have a gun, but all these people out here with their gun license, y'all could have took that man down and waited for the police to get there, and y'all wouldn't have had nothing done to y'all because somebody's life was in danger. Yeah, if anybody else was around there, they, you know, they could have helped. They could have, if it's, especially, I mean, in that community, everybody got a gun. I feel like, yeah. I feel like everybody got a gun. So somebody could, if there was, if there was anybody around to, you know. Well, they should have used it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but see, you have, you have to look at this stuff when everybody looked at. East Cleveland's been catching hell also. Yeah. Uh, about. They're not having their professional training. Mm-hmm. Uh, every officer right now don't want to be the one to do something to get the spotlight put on them. I understand that. It's a life changer. You know, when I was at the meeting of the National Black Retired African uh, Retired uh, Police Officers the other day, uh, we talked about this same thing of what's happening in the street in our communities right now. And, 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 we, and you know, there was like 3,000 years of experience in that room because you had maybe about 75 retired police officers, and all of them had 30, 40 years more. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing that we can come up back to is that nobody's in the community looks like me in those police cars anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that meant a lot when you had a, a black man in that police car that was able to get out of that police car and actually check black kids and black people because we have a different way of talking okay and we we know how to check you without beating you without putting you in jail unless we have to mm-hmm. and the same thing with our kids i remember joe uh williams used to work collinwood and they called him walking tall because he used to carry a, a axe handle Okay, and he ain't had no problems up there. Okay, the parents knew him. Uh, if he grabbed somebody's kid, they couldn't run home and say, "Mama, Joe grabbed," because they already know what Joe did. Joe did. Okay, mm-hmm. and and the, and the biggest thing is, is that after we got off work, we went shopping in the community. We went to the bars in the community, mm-hmm. and we live in the community. They don't have that now. Okay, they don't have uh, people coming. <clears throat> into the community, being able to talk to the community. That's why we can't solve murders, because they can't come and sit down at Miss Johnson's house and talk to Miss Johnson without everybody knowing Miss Johnson talking to the police. Mm-hmm. Okay, and people are scared. They actually are scared. I, I know they're scared. Uh, I, I talk to them at the meetings. I live around, so I understand they're scared. I will say this, too. I also blame certain rappers, because at one point, you know, when certain stuff happened, people talk to the police. But when this whole stop snitching thing came out, 
and they asked a certain rapper as what happened like you know are you supposed to snitch when this happened now let's be clear talk about camera yeah yeah <laughs> you know exactly he, a whole <laughs> idiot and he ruined a whole generation of people i think like so that that whole stop snitching all that you know we know what it was for but know. see most people don't understand what snitching is like it's so so to like yeah that, i was that just gonna break it down example. Like, right i was gonna break it down yeah like, what that guy was talking about that wouldn't be snitching like no. if you got a serial killer living yeah, next door to no, you you not ain't got nothing to do with you that's not snitching that's getting a serial killer off the street right but if we both done went and sold dope together or we done went and robbed a bank together and you tell on me that's snitching right but to help solve a, a young girl's murder like when the little boy major got shot and killed mm -hmm. by that grown fool i felt like the person who held him and kept him from getting justice at the time or you know being held accountable for his actions i felt like they should have been in jail too right but right. because that's not snitching a baby died but what is the snitch rule? That, that's the thing we have we to. We was just talking about because the snitch because rule. because when you go back into rap, which goes back to Easy, LL Cool J, Grandmaster Flash, and going back to the thing, was it really the snitch rule? Is talking about what's happening in the community with with, with what we do, or <laughs> protecting the community from? what we do so somewhere along the line somewhere along the way the lines got blurred and, mm -hmm. and snitching just became talking to the police period yeah no matter right. who you yeah, are yeah right and no matter, matter what the situation and 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 every, anybody you ain't even got to be a gangster to know that that's not snitching like you know you police police live by the no snitch y'all don't snitch well, on well, each other well, y'all well, live no, by the same no, policy no that's not true that's not true yes because, it is no, true no, i've that, heard it out there all yeah. the, well, maybe well, not maybe not your yeah, code but i've I heard police say, officers yeah. see, i've heard police officers say it out their own mouth right but see, and then you see it happen right like, it ain't even about oh we know it ain't you know or they saying no it ain't true we watch it when certain stuff go down and we know like oh no they ain't open but see i never i never see but i never had that problem because I, I've always stand on the side of right, and and maybe that I'm naive, okay? Because I know many days in roll call when I when I and I'm gonna say this, when I went to the sixth district, okay, sixth district was notorious for alcoholics, drunks, and thieves, okay. That's why they brought all the young recruits there, and I remember uh, going on a jury store robbery, okay, mm -hmm. and I remember everybody jumped my run. Okay, I was a rookie. Everybody jumped my running, and I remember telling them, I ain't doing a report. Okay, and I remember going into roll call that day, uh, the next day with the lieutenant and them telling them, you jump my run, it's your, it's your run. Mm -hmm. You go into this store, it's your run. I'm not coming to this store doing reporting. You already been in there stealing wine, liquor, jewelry, or whatever, mm -hmm. okay? So I didn't have that problem. And I always tell the person, you're not going to be the person in front of me. Because I came on the job as as a baby of the descent degree, okay, which that's why I came on to stop that. And that's what was drilled into my head. That's what was drilled into me, mm -hmm. that you here to stop the wrongdoing, not be part of the wrongdoing. Exactly. So, so maybe, <coughs> like I said, I'm not E because I've never seen a police officer 
if he does something wrong, I wouldn't go along with him. Okay. But you know that it happened. Well, I I seen it happen, but see, there's a difference between knowing something and being on scene when it happens. Right. Okay. I can see the film and see what's going on, mm-hmm. but if I was there. No, it wouldn't go down like that. I mean, I'm not talking about you personally. No, I'm, talking I'm talking about, about you knowing about no, no, other I'm, other police officers about, living anybody, by that code. No, I'm talking about anybody on my shift. Anybody on my shift, or the shift that I work, if I'm on scene, or uh, and I'm, I'm gonna say this about most of the blacks, because I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hang with this. They're not gonna go down like that. They're not going down. It's not gonna happen like that. Okay, they're not going to let you beat on a the guy. They're not going to let you plant a weapon on a guy. If you get into a shooting, you're going to own up to your shooting. They're not going to try to say this guy pulled a gun on you or something. Now, I know it happens. I heard of it happening, okay, but I have never personally experienced it, okay? So there's a lot different personally so, experienced. So that goes back to what we talk about, no snitches. So, so personally, I mean <clears> – <throat> I, really, that's not snitching. Like, it's people who live by that sort of code or that sort of credo where they, they see something wrong, they're not going to let you do something wrong, and they don't, they don't care if you get right. mad at them for telling them or whatever. They're not going to let it. That's not snitching. Right. Like, if you're a part of whatever yeah. violation they're doing. Well, that's what I thought yeah. snitching was. Yeah. Snitching is if me and you do something and you get caught, and you right. tell on then, me. You, then you rat out the rest of the people. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's that, originally what snitching That's what original snitching is. Right. Right. But again, you had a dumb rapper say to an interviewer, basically a talking to the police, period, is snitching, no matter whether it's a rapist down the street raping little kids or right. it's a guy down the street that's doing this or whatever, that's a detrimental a detriment to the neighborhood itself. Like back in y'all day when my mom and them was coming up, if the men in the neighborhood found out it was a, a rapist or a child molester or something like that, they got rid of that person. Right, they deal with it. And we talked they about dealt that. with it. Uh, economic mob. Remember when we had that conversation with economic mob where if we had a problem, we dealt with the problem. Yeah. Okay. And we told the parents or we told the person. Okay. Just like the drug boys. I can remember them telling the drug boys. I'll tell you a classic example. When Amon Evans and Halia Jones used to come into the park up from uh on 110th Parkwood mm-hmm. and talk to us about the revolutions. The women from the church used to come up and sit in the park with us and run them off. Okay. They didn't allow that to happen. Okay, uh, my best friend in Glenville was, was to a shootout before Glenville. My best friend got shot in the head. Okay, and the reason that he's not with us today and he got shot in the head is because he left the park to go listen to them talk about the revolution. Okay, and maybe if we'd have snitched and told his parents and them, he'd still be here with us. And that's what the community has to do. Step up. The Black Panthers used to step up. Mm-hmm. The burglars. We didn't. We left out. We didn't lock our doors. We didn't lock our windows. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I know what happened, and we watched it happen. The burglars became the people who owned the houses. Kids. Yep. There you go. And they knew their kids was messed up out here on them drugs or whatnot, and not my baby. Same way with 
uncle so-and-so molesting half the kids down the street. Yeah, we, we know about the molesters, don't we, Russell? Not my baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody got to hold Big Mama accountable. Because Big Mama didn't stop it when it needed to be stopped. Big Mama could have been like, oh, no, nah, you nasty. You got to go. Right. I don't care if you my flesh or blood or not. You got to go. And, you know, we said we said that on, uh, matter of fact, it was on Podcast Nation a couple of weeks ago. We talked about that. Uh, you can't be an activist talking about people's rights, and then you're going to overlook child molesters and uh, abusers and all mm -hmm. them because they family members or uh -huh. friends. Okay? Yep. You know, you can't uh, talk about murders if you're going to overlook young black males and everybody talking about murders. You know, we had that big conversation, and we're going to have that conversation again. But the problem, what I want when we do have that conversation, I want a person sitting here who's actually involved in it, like Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Okay, or one of the groups, one of the uh, areas, like we've tried to get Richard Montgomery to come in, because I'm trying to understand what is your rationale for this. Okay, uh, when Richard Montgomery ran for uh, mayor, we talked about that. When the black people didn't come out and they went with the white mayor and uh, abusive police department, now, everybody didn't understand why. Well, well, we understand why now. Okay. People rather live under a Bruce Police Department than no police department, okay? And the elderly people rather have the police there because they ain't going to beat them up and do nothing to them, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and now we understand that, what, where it is. So you're making uh, our community pick and choose uh -huh. right and wrong. But if the community got together and actually did what they were supposed to do as a community, a lot of this stuff you can nip in the bud. Period. Like with these kids running around robbing people. Even if you not a security guard or you not a police officer, go walk them old people to their house. Right. Go just stand there in the in the in the, the little lobby. Right. You know <clears throat> I mean, I feel like you shouldn't even have to do that. Like you shouldn't have to like I like out of respect or something, if you want to carry old ladies' bags, that's different. Like I feel like if you know that it's so bad that you got to walk them to their apartment for for out of fear for their safety, then it's already you know you done let it get too wild already in the first place. Well, I agree with that too, and they shouldn't be there. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say. If this building is that out of control, like you said, they shouldn't be there, and if it's that out of control, our city officials should be held accountable mm -hmm. to make sure that those people are taken care of. And if that means you got to sign a police officer over there and run everybody out and whoop everybody, then so be it. Okay, because I'm going to say this, and, and I know a lot of people are going to get mad, especially my activist friends and everything. If when it comes to the elderly and the kids, they, there, are, they should be off limits. There is no excuse. Okay. And if that means you got to put somebody over there with a nightstick to, to take care of them and do that, then that's what has to be done. Because if it's a kid hurt, if it's a, if, if it's a kid harming the elderly, that kid needs to learn that there's consequences for your actions. actions. And most of the time, that's why I say these women are not being parents because they're not teaching their kids that there's consequences for your actions. You don't, they're not teaching these kids that no more. They're not teaching kids cause and effect no more. Like, we grew up, we, we know it's an equal and opposite reaction for every action that you do. Now, when you go and you go and rob an older person, first of all, we was always told that was a no-no. No. 
period, point blank. You don't go touch an old person. You're supposed to have respect for your elders. And when you got kids, like, even when we used to be on the bus back in the day, old person get on the bus, we could be in the back of the bus clowning a whole fool, cussing, fussing, laughing, giggling. But when the old person got on that bus, we shut up. And that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't know what you not no more. Not no more. But, but see, Tone, Tone, one of the millennial rebels, you know, he, he probably. Nah. No, we still, so we're like the bus was just rowdy. I, I don't care. Like, if old people got on the bus, yeah, we would give the seat up to them or anything. We would show respect. But it's like when you in the conversation, you, you don't even, you're not even thinking that you're being disrespectful, like just talking the way kids talk as kids. They're not even thinking, they're not even considering the fact that they might be being offensive or disrespectful well, see, to now, the old people. Now they don't. But back then, we was raised right, so we knew better. Well, see, in my day, if you didn't, Tony, you got your little, uh, Miss Miss Smith broke out, broke out her switch and, and took care of your ass for, for your yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. They don't do that no more. They don't do that no more, but at the end of the day, at that point, when I was 14, 15 years old, catching a two coming from East Tech, or the 16 coming from East Tech, if it was an elder on the bus, we shut up. Like, even if we didn't shut up talking loud, we shut up cussing. You know what I'm saying? Because we gave, we were raised to give people that much respect. Like, I didn't know what, my mama is known. My family known. I Half the time, people walk up to me now and be like, oh, you such and such child. And I'm looking like, how you know me? You know, but that's just the way it is. If my if I say my last name, my last name, they be like, "Oh, well, you you can't so and so." Ain't nowhere in the world I was gonna be on the bus and then come home and get an ass whooping because my mama done got a phone call from somebody saying I've been on the bus cussing like a sailor. Right. Okay. You been. I got right. beat. Listen, <laughs> right. I got beat coming home from Wilson with a little plastic baseball bat by my mama for being up at school. Now, I wasn't in trouble for nothing else. I wasn't fighting or nothing. I got in trouble for cussing like a sailor in front of grown people. And I was 12 years old. How I feel about I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, because that's how grown folks talk. So you're not supposed to be talking exactly. like that at 12. Exactly. So that's why. Exactly. But, but, that, but that's where we learned it from. So I think it was different. It was a different case. Well, um, no, you didn't. Yeah, because you over there. Just because you know it. I mean, just because you know something, like, don't mean that it's okay to do it every trip. Like, I tell my son all the time, it's a time and a place for everything. Mm -hmm. You know? And... When you see an elderly person, shut up. Because you don't know who that elderly person is. That lady may know me, your grandmama, might know your great-grandmama, might know your daddy, your other grandmother. You know. Did you sit on the back of the bus? Oh, yeah, we was always on the back That's of the bus. That's what I'm saying. The elderly people was usually in the front of the nah, bus, so no, we was they in wasn't. the back. So nah, it was nah, different But different see, it was always a bunch scenario. of us, though. You know, we coming from, <laughs> no, we coming from East Tech, and... All the St. Clair Way, Park Hub, Superior kids, we caught the bus going towards St. Clair. Mm -hmm. It was like 60 of us getting on one bus. So we was all over the bus. It was to the point where we'd be running back and forth on the bus acting a whole fool. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. And then as soon as one older person got on the bus, all that shut down? Not all. <clears throat> we stopped cussing. Okay. okay. Right. We got respectful. We got okay. we kept it respectful at that point. Now, if you was our age or you was in your twenties or something like that, we didn't care. Right. But if you was old enough to be our grandmother or our mother, oh no, we cut it out. Cause again, 
We don't know who you know. Right. It's six degrees of separation to everybody. Right, and that's the problem right there. That's the problem you know, with everything is that we don't respect our elders and, and we, we, we don't take it to separation, okay? And that's probably the problem with the kids in the schools with drugs, gangs, mm-hmm. and all the way down, okay? Because before we used to avoid gangs and run from them, okay? Everybody want to be gang gang now. Right. Bef- gang gang. You know, it's like it's <laughs> like it's like in school everybody wanted to be a basketball player or a pro sports player. Now we want to be rapper or gang bangers, you know? Well, I'm going I'm to take the stance that I always take and say that, you know, it's it's not that it's not that extreme. There's a lot of kids that do. There's a lot of kids that glorify that. that. But I th- it's a lot better. It's a whole lot better. Okay, so I, I feel I, like I it's a whole lot better. Hold on one second, right. B. Christine. Let me finish making my point. I feel like it's a whole lot better. Um, society in general, and in, in whole, as a whole, is a whole lot better off that it's been out, that it's been throughout history. So, so yeah, we've got kids that that idolize gangs, gangsters, and rappers, or whatever like that. But we've got a whole lot of kids that's doing a whole lot of good stuff. A whole lot of smart kids that's doing a whole lot of stuff that don't involve all of that ratchetness. So I think y'all are y'all y'all are being a little bit um, too judgmental of this generation of I, youth. I, I see this generation as being out of control. I don't and, know why. And, and I, I say that I do, and that's because I'm raising one. Okay. So I'm seeing these kids and their lack of parenting. When we go up to these schools, ain't no mamas there. And if they do, they ain't coming to see what the issue is. They coming to cuss out the teacher for stopping what they was doing to come get their kid. Or you have the older parents who are like, no, not my baby. My baby don't do that. No. But your baby a terror. But you're not coming up here to check your child. You're coming up here to check the teacher and the principal for calling you about coming up here to check your child. Once again, I seen a lady. Now this was this lady was dead wrong the way she beat her kid at school because like she beat her kid like like she was fighting like another grown person. Wait, wait, hold on, person. hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. But you is she wrong for video? discipline? No. You talk about yeah, that little boy. Yeah. I felt like that should have happened. Right. If more yeah. of these little boys got their butts whooped like that, you wouldn't have half the stuff going right. on that you so, got going on. So I don't know if you seen the video. Like she did it because the kid disrespected the teacher. He said something. He said. And I think they arrested her, right? Yeah, they arrested her and took her kids from her. Okay. Oh, did they? I, yeah. I didn't see all the aftermath. Oh, no, no, no. I she watched beat, the aftermath. She beat, she, beat the boy, she beat the boy good, you know, right in front of the teacher. They, they were standing there looking like like they like, like they didn't want to be witnesses, <laughs> like they were witnessing the crime. But, uh, I mean, <clears throat> what was the point I was making? Like, you know, the way she did it, the way she handled it could have been done better. Nope. But I agree. I agree that, she, you know, she did the right thing. So and so she was one of those, like, she was in front of the white teachers calling her little son, nigga this, nigga right. that. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, that's the part that I don't agree with. I don't agree with the fact that she called her son a nigga. That's number one. And number two, I don't agree with the fact that her friend is supposed to be her friend recorded this shit and then posted it to social media. Right. That, that's Regardless a- of what, if I'm telling you to come with me, I'm getting this phone call, I got to go check my child. Number one, that was a mother who done got called away from her money. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just no, oh, I'm coming up to the school. She was a mother that was called from work. And I don't know about you, but I was told by my mama, if Do you I know get that called for a fact, off or you my job. Assume? No, no, no. I'm taking a assume. But, okay. but 
most mothers. I think she might have been at the house smoking weed. Well, nah, because well, then she would have hey, came up there mad said, like that. Mom said, will you she show out? Calm. I'm going to show up. Exactly. And, I'm going to show out I understand that because my mom told me, wherever I act up, that's where it's going to end up. Yep. So I understand that. Pretty much. So at the end of the day, the way she came in there stomping like Miss Sophia, I done got called off my job. Because mm-hmm. I done been in my son's school a many a day like that because the principal done called me like, look, I need you to come up here. I'm in work uniform. I got to clock out. I can't just come up to the school on my job time. So that's money missing. So let me ask you a question. Because you said you you dealing with it with your son. Mm-hmm. How old is your son? My son's 17. And he's a wild one? At, not as much, but that's because I put my foot in his ass. Right. So you, and I don't care what so, nobody say. I'm going to knock that nigga out every trip. Right. So my point is, like, it, seems, it sounds like you do all the right thing. Like, you take all the right approaches, like, to, to handling it and trying to check his behavior and curb and, and lead him and guide him in the right mm-hmm. direction. But he still grew up to be wild, more or less. Well, so, not even wild. It's just more so of he's being a typical teenage boy. Exactly. That's right. He got to learn. But, but That's my point. These, but a lot of these kids are not being typical teenage boys. They're doing, they're emulating what they see on TV. And that's because they didn't have a parent to raise everybody them to show them. them. No, but not wait, 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 hold on, hold on for one minute, everybody. Hold on for one moment. It's big, I can't lose. She can bow down. I'm the next to move, but I'ma stay on the cool. Remain on the under, cause like Andre 3000, your boy's ice cold. Ain't no limit to the gimmicks and ways to make money. No limit to the just to act funny when you get that cake to you spit that way. They may love you tomorrow when they hate you today. But yo, that's the way the story goes. So I was told, following the ramble down the yellow big road. But believe at the end, ain't no pie to go. Just some platinum beats. Hey, 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 it's about that time again. B. Christina in studio with us, and man, you just heard how she was telling us how she was handling our young mans, and that's what we need to do. We need more mothers like that. B. Christina, everybody, catch her on her podcast. She's the queen of podcasts. Somebody got to say it. And Christina, what you want to tell everybody before we get ready to go out of here? Um... Stay tuned. We're going to be we revamping the whole show. More content, more interviews. We're going to try to incorporate a little bit of music and giveaways. Um, but stay tuned because we still will be doing Freestyle Saturdays while we're under construction. So that will still be going on. So still stay tuned because we're going to be bringing you the funniest stuff on Freestyle Saturdays. Tone the stone, the diamond boy. What's up with you? No doubt. Sounds good. Sounds like a lot of good stuff in the work, B. Christine. Can't wait to check it out. Be a part of it. Um, Thank you. You know, Shy, thanks once again, another good show. I'm sorry I was a little under the weather today. So um, I was chilling, sitting back chilling. Um, But, you know, it was another great show. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and we'll see you all next time for sure. Well, you know, I want to say this because we're going to have Christina back with us, and we're going to try to make her come in and spend a little time in the studio with us. It's so good to have her sit in our chairs. Michael Wilkins and everybody out there in L.A., let me say this. We we, we seen you in the chat room. We talked about that. We know that uh, you are our favorite listeners and, and your law students with us. And next week, before we go on Christmas vacation, we're going to really set it out. We're going to see if we can get some more people in. Uh, Brian Berry's going to be back with us. We're going to try to get him in studio. But everybody has to understand that it's been a great year. We're going to save all our kisses and goodbyes till next Thursday. B. Christina, you're going to have to come back with us. Definitely. Because somebody got to say it, and you the one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm your host, Sean L. Until next time, see ya. <laughs>
You've been listening to Stop the Madness. Keep it 100 on STMK Radio 100.